Welcome to the Atlas Copco India podcast episode Powering Your Green Journey where we explore innovations and success stories in the world of sustainable solutions at Atlas Copco. Today we embark on Atlas Copco India's remarkable green journey. I'm your host Shalini and joining me today is our special guest from Antwerp Tom van Gaal. Welcome Tom. Hello Shalini. Thanks for inviting me. I'm uh, very excited to be here. Incredible. To start off Tom, can you please tell us a little more about yourself and your role at Atlas Copco? My pleasure. Um I started in Atlas Copco just over 12 years ago. I spent most of my years in the CTS uh, team, the divisional team, technical support, operations, marketing. Um, and I also spent a few years in uh, Dublin, Ireland, in the customer center as a business line manager. So I've seen both sides of uh, of the business, uh, working together closely with the divisional teams as well as with customers and um, and our local people. And then in April 2023, so April of this year, I was appointed uh, Vice President Sustainability for the business area of compressor technique. Uh, this was a, a new position. Uh, which I applied for <laughs> uh, because I really genuinely meant to contribute positively to the one of the greatest challenges of our time. I think yeah, the climate change and the and the importance of of sustainability in everything we do. Um, so I'm, I'm for the past seven months I've uh, very enthusiastically been trying to make this role my own since there was no set way to do this and no predecessor either. Uh, so it's been a very interesting ride uh, on the uh, sustainability express uh, in the past year. Yeah. That's so good to hear Tom. Coming to the green journey, how are you involved and what is your level of association with this at Atlas Copco? Well, the green journey is uh, it's a path that every company and every individual should embark on. Um, there's uh, plenty of scientific evidence for climate change. It's real and the planet is undergoing a level of stress, resource distress that it has never experienced before in our history. So action is needed. And the cause of this, um, this, this distress of the planet is human activities. It is us, it's the very large exponentially growing amount of people that need food, uh, appliances, uh, jobs, buildings, etc., uh, which causes that, um, uh, which has caused climate change over the, the, the past decades. You know? So it's important for every individual to realize this and change the daily habits uh, without sacrificing the quality of life. We want to keep the the standard of living uh, in in our future, and we want the same for our children. But we need to realize that there's different ways to do this, and that's why we need to embrace and, and embark on this green journey. And apart from what individuals uh, maybe need to change in the small daily activities, there is also evidently need for bold and large-scale action from governments, uh, um, non-governmental organizations, and, and companies like Atlas Copco. We're a big company. We have a very large footprint. We have a, a value chain that extends around the whole globe. So we need to be conscious about the way we do business. Um, and so a few years ago, the group has issued a purpose statement, which is that we are here to ensure that our innovations, our products enable 
the industry's green journey and our customers are able to um, to produce and, and be productive with our products in the most sustainable way while maintaining economical growth and financial growth. So we're confident, I am confident that our products and our services genuinely aim to reduce the carbon emissions which are happening in our customers' process. And then if you ask for my, my, my personal association, part of my role here is to motivate the divisional teams to invest the right amount of effort and resources in all these developments. So I try to ensure that product teams are um, conscious of the long-term impact of their work when developing a new machine um, and the impact throughout the entire value chain. It is about sourcing our components. It's about our own operations as much as it is about the use of our machines at the customer sites. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Now let's talk about this green journey for Atlas Copco compressors and your role as the business area vice president sustainability. Mm. Doesn't this give you a much larger circle of influence? Can you tell us a little bit about this, please? Yes, I can. And obviously it does. Uh, um, having a responsibility on business area level um, means you see a lot more than you would see uh, or you're able to accomplish uh, when working in a customer center or a, or a division, which has pros and cons. Um, the, it is fascinating, uh, the magnitude of what happens in uh, in the business area of compressor technique, It's um, and which also means it's impossible to be up to eat with everything that happens. New investments, new capital projects, new, new reporting and new tools uh, to follow up on our performance, but also the relations we have with our investors and with our customers. So it's, it's very, um, it's very uh, varied, which makes it interesting. But the downside is that you're often on the sideline as a spectator or a judge, often also an advisor. Um, but it's very difficult to have a direct impact on, on the daily changes or the changes of our products and, and, uh, and, and our business um, holding. So I think it's positive that we are a strongly decentralized company and it's good that local management is in charge. Uh, so we can rely on the strong commitment of that local leadership and empowerment to uh, bring a positive change. Interesting. That brings up another question from my side. Can companies actually do something to contribute without having to make hefty investments? Yes, they can. Um, but as a company like Atlas Copco with a very large um, size of operation, we do have the possibility to make investments, big and small. So apart from the smaller actions, and I can go, I'll come back to that in a minute, uh, we also need to take big, large-scale actions. So investments are absolutely necessary. So we have to invest in solar panels, in insulating our buildings, in making our factories smart and efficient, um, and, and electrification of our fleets. We have to look at our own operations very much, and that will require investments. But, uh, but there are so many things that also make, small things that also make a big difference. And these, actions uh, can very much come from individuals with local ideas, small initiatives that grow to something very significant. I strongly believe that uh, the more seeds we plant into people's mind that they can bring a positive change, 
um, that it, that this seed will grow to a to a fantastic plant when the time and the climate is right. Yeah. So I also want to take this opportunity to encourage everyone to think about what we can change at Atlas Copco in or outside of that person's uh, direct area of influence, uh, because the company fully supports uh, local initiatives. Yeah. Obviously, also according to our purpose statement, as I explained before, we should definitely continue to do what we've been doing so successfully over over many years, uh, developing and selling energy efficient productivity solutions for our customers. It's there where we make the real benefit, uh, the real difference. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of sectors where we are not so present today. And we're only scratching the surface at the moment in terms of gas compression, hydrogen generation, etc. So um, there's a lot to be gained still. And many of the product releases over the past well years, uh, they're all about energy efficiency in these in existing, but also in these new markets. So I'm hopeful and I'm very optimistic because the technology is there, the development is ongoing, and clearly in Atlas Copco we have the knowledge to build on this further. Um, so yes, we'll get there. That sounds so impressive, Tom, and thanks for sharing. So what is your personal favorite solution from Atlas Copco's many solutions to help customers in their green journey? No, it's a good question and it's a difficult one, of course. We have so many um, um, yeah, new solutions and new products that, uh, that, that bring about this positive change. But if I need to pick one, it would probably still be um, uh, our energy recovery solution. It's not something significantly new. We've had this available for many years, um, but I feel it's being undervalued um, by our customers, by our sales teams. So uh, this needs a revamp. Yeah. Industry will for many, many years still need compressed air. Yeah? And um, compressed air is physically inherently, it generates a lot of heat. Yeah? Customers don't ask for this heat. They want their air to be compressed. But so today, most of that heat that is generated while compressing air, it goes to waste. It is, um, it is put to atmosphere. And so being able to recover the energy in that heat and putting that to use will avoid emissions in different place, places. Let me explain. If we can use the waste heat from a compressor to heat the water that a customer uses for their heating of their offices, their workshops, their uh, showers and sanitary solutions, well, we are avoiding um, the burning of gas to heat that water. Yeah? So that's a, it's a fantastic solution. It's not that complicated, um, but it does need to increase in popularity. So it's a triple win for um, co the company, the customer and the climate. So that would be my pick, um, Shalini. Fantastic. How do we evaluate the efficacy uh, or the efficiency of our sustainability initiatives? Yeah. Well, I have a very clear answer to that. Um, a few years ago, we committed to science-based targets. Yeah? So we came up with a, a science-based methodology to calculate CO2, to calculate emissions in nearly everything we do about the way we source components, the way we create machines and we do our business, and very much so about how we sell machines and how they run at the customer site. 
And we also report openly about this. We disclose this information. So we have uh, developed or we found dedicated tools to calculate the lifetime emission of our products. Um, we can compare our product footprint with different products uh, and select the most sustainable or, or low carbon solution. Uh, we call this the PCF tool, the product carbon footprint uh, calculator. Um, and so that tool and the fact that we have a good way to measure and calculate the CO2 emission of a product and of an initiative does make it uh, possible for us to evaluate that efficacy um, of our or effectiveness of our of our solutions. Yeah? And the one thing that I do want to stress is that new projects do need to be more efficient than current ones. That's how we uh, that's how we improve. Yeah, that's so pertinent. Okay, then Tom, moving on, talking about our own operations, what do you think mm -hmm. are the most significant steps that we've taken? to reduce the carbon footprint from our own operations? Yes, there's a lot of efficiency uh, initiatives all around the world. We, we're, I said it before, we're a big organization. We have a lot of uh, facilities, a lot of factories, a lot of distribution centers and customer centers. Um, and there's many good ideas. Um, a very simple one is moving from fossil fuel cars, vehicles, to electric vehicles. For a lot of the um, the personnel in our product companies, uh, engineers, people in uh, in management positions, uh, there's a very clear rule to only go with electric vehicles. But slowly but surely, also in the field uh, where we have people traveling a lot, like salespeople or uh, service technicians, we are seeing a, a change, a tendency to look at electrification as well. It's a lot more complex. We have to talk about the difficulty of um, achieving the right range with uh, electric vehicles, but it's a very clear solution. And, and if we progress a few more years, we'll see a much broader adoption in that area. Um, what has also made a big step uh, in terms of our, well, science-based target uh, for the emissions in our own operations is the move to green electricity contracts. Yeah, so again, we're a big company, we consume a significant amount of electricity, but if we source it uh, from a place that is renewably uh, generating electricity, so from wind, hydro or solar, well, the emissions of the electricity we consume gets down to zero. So that has a big, a big impact. Um, and I think we do that now in nearly all of our production sites and um, all over the world, probably in 70% uh, of all the locations we have in Atlas Copco. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks for sharing those uh, statistics with us, Tom. And uh, now we, we, we are reaching the end of the conversation with you. And mm -hmm. we'd like to take a little quick peek into the personal part. So let's talk a little bit about your personal green journey. Can you tell us some of the actions that you've taken in your personal life that you think contribute to making the environment and planet just that little bit more sustainable? Mm. Yeah, gladly, um, Shalini. Um, it's um, I'll gladly share that since uh, since a few weeks, actually, uh, two months now, I have a I have a second kid, uh, second uh, small baby boy, um, and 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 with that, and then with me coming into the new role, you see a lot more opportunities to change your daily habits uh, because you think of the future of your children, and that's what this is about, uh, this whole green journey, and also personally. 
um, there's a few things that that I've changed over the past years. Let's say, um, I I made sure I have uh, solar panels installed on my own uh, in in my own house, uh, so that um, a large portion of the electricity consumed comes from uh, um, individual generation. Yeah, uh, I also signed a green electricity contract with my provider. Um, I'm actually waiting for the arrival of my electric car. Um, very excited about uh, how that will work in terms of uh, yeah, reaching the, the, the range on a, on a daily, weekly basis. Um, I, a very difficult one is, um, is reducing the amount of uh, red meat to consume. It actually has a lot larger um, CO2 footprint than, for example, um, white meat, chicken, poultry, or a vegetarian menu. So that's definitely an area of improvement. Um, I'm, I'm still learning to improvise uh, on, on vegetarian menus. Um, and then it's something that's very difficult in, in a company like Atlas Copco with such a global uh, uh, presence. Well, air travel has a very large um, impact as well. And so I, I genuinely try to reduce the amount of uh, uh, intercontinental or, or, um, or local flights. I take the train when I can. Um, but it is, uh, it is not so easy to, to, to reduce this. Yeah? Um, one flight less makes a big impact. Yeah? So mm -hmm. it's, it's much more difficult from a personal perspective to say, I will not fly again. Yeah? This, is, this is very uh, confronting, but one flight less is a good start. Yeah? It always starts with one less, and then we uh, will get there in the end. If we all take that, uh, that perspective, uh, and nobody's perfect. Yeah? So, um, but it's the small things that do contribute because there's a lot of people in the world. Yeah, that's so true and so inspirational, Tom. Thank you so much for sharing these insights from uh, and personal examples from your life. And also thank you for your time and everything that you've shared with us today. We've loved talking to you and I'm sure so will the people who will hear us uh, hear the podcast. Thank you so much for the talk and uh, we look forward to talking to you again very soon. And to the people who are listening to us, please look forward to new episodes of Powering Your Green Journey podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day.